And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 40 of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a comedian, podcaster, and sworn enemy of the ancient order of benevolent leaf blowers. It's Jackie Johnson. And he's a writer and comedian who named his band Sloppy Boys after getting super wasted and reading the biography of Sir Francis Sloppy. It's Tim Kalpakis. Tone Zone is here to give everything he's got for this holly jolly ass Christmas. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Hello, my little Christmas Panatoni. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show, Thursday episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in by Lisa Lowry, and not only is it a delicious Italian dessert, but it is also potentially a nickname. On Patreon, they wanted this is the point they made. It's a it's potentially a nickname for Tony Panatoni, Tony Christmas Panatoni. What do you think, Tony? I mean, it's got. It's it's got the word in there or the I guess <laughs> name. Uh yeah. sure. It's better than forget Tony or whatever that one was. I think that I kept getting it wrong cuz I was saying not I forget. Whatever it was, I the way I said it made it like more insulting. It's just a gift I have. Anyway, <laughs> listen. With me I'm on Patreon. Particular. Patreon. <laughs> I'm on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. Bonus episode every week. We just recorded an episode with Tony and with Daniel where we recapped Facts of Life Christmas in the Big House, which is one of my favorite Facts of Life episodes. And I believe I'm going to start doing like a just a Facts of Life watchathon. I don't know what it would be called, Ooh. but I'm going to do more Facts of Life recaps with special guests on Patreon. And also you can see this Patreon. video. Now, Tony is the most festive of all. He's got his fake gold records back there. He's got a tree. He's got a brightly colored shirt. He's got a bar cart. He's got lights. It's the whole thing. And I had nothing. So then I made Daniel come out and hook up some lights. And then our guest today, whom I'm about to interrupt... <laughs> I mean that's true, but I'm also about to int- I'm also about to introduce them. They both ran and got something festive. Tim Kalpakis in a moose hat. Hello. Yes, yes. Hi, how's it going? I'm wearing a moose hat. I just can't believe how festive it feels. <laughs> it's the traditional Christmas moose. Mm-hmm. And Jackie Johnson, it's been so long since we've seen you. You have a pink tree. It's been too long, and you know what I'm getting, Tim, for Christmas? A ring light. he looks like he's in a cave yes (laughs) i did in the past i've had a ring light and i felt cool and confident and now here i am just hidden in a dank dungeon (laughs) what happened to your ring light like when you had it in the past my wife took it back she it was hers and i borrowed it and i looked great for a month and then she had some meetings coming up where she needed it and she owns it that's how it goes Got it. Well, I recommend buying another one. I'm, <laughs> I look this bad. You're all just f- thrown by my appearance. Like, no, it's ah. not that. It's not that. It's that I want your moose to pop. 
Yeah, here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna point a, a desk lamp. Now I have like a scary now I have a scary, scary uplighting going on. This is like a campfire. This is like your <clears throat> your friendly campfire moose. Yeah. At least it's uh, something. It's a it's a mood going on here. Yes. So all of this you can see patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. A lot to catch up on. Um, another thing I want to tell you guys about, I am now, and Jackie, I imagine you also are, I'm an influencer on Amazon. I have oh, my yeah, own. I have, a, I have the Amazon <clears throat> check mark. Well, <clears throat> I had this a while ago and I didn't do anything with it, but I just realized that I can like create and I've already, I, this is my new passion. I spent so much time doing this, creating a storefront of all these products that I recommend. And then I like made all these different ones. So if you want to shop my look, I've got beauty, I've got baby stuff, I've got kids stuff, I've got Daniel's corner. He has not populated it yet, but I did put his favorite dental floss in there. I've got <laughs> stuff for the home. I've got food and drink. I mean, truly, oh, I've got books. It's been like all I've been doing for the last two days. It's my new favorite thing I do. So anyway, if you'd like to go check that out, and also I'm crazy, go to amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. So again, that's amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Okay. A lot of stuff to get into. Um you know, I have both a like sort of pathetic life update and then I have sort of a sad update. I'm going to wait to get into those, though, um, because I want to hear what's been going on with Jackie Johnson. Be- <laughs> I'm honored to go first. And yeah. also, I really need to know about that dental floss because it's we run out of dental floss so quickly in this house. <laughs> it's called Dr. Tongues, T-U-N-G-S. You can get it at Whole Foods um, and it is cardamom flavored, but it's not, I don't like, that's the kind of thing where I would not be into it, but it's, uh, it's very light, lightly flavored and it's like very thick and it expands. I'm very, I, I really liked cocoa floss, but it's oh. really expensive. And I was like, I can't justify this anymore. Check is it coconut? Doctor- it's coconut, it's strawberry. They have amazing flavors. And it's I think it's made out of like coconut fibers. So it's mm. better for the earth, you know, whatever. Ah, yes, yes. Well, th- but- yeah, this makes like the regular uh, waxed floss. It puts it to shame. It's okay, like I'm, so much- I'm going to order that for Ben because we always get into arguments yeah. about how much floss you're supposed to use. I feel like he uses seven yards of floss <laughs> per time. And I, I don't go, even- Every five days he goes- Hey, you have any more floss? I'm out. I'm like, yeah, because you used a damn rainforest worth. <laughs> and one, because you're supposed to do your arm, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you're real. supposed to wind it up your arm. You're no. supposed to do this long. Oh. I asked the dentist, and I guess if you're tall, your arm is a lot longer. I don't know. I, I go, I, I go from one hand smaller. all the way to the other, the full wingspan. Yes. <laughs> I like to rip it out of there like I'm starting a lawnmower. Well, if you if you ever spend the night at Jackie and Ben's, then you better bring your own floss. You I better. <laughs> and I your invited? own bed. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, some so- furniture. <laughs> so fill us in, Jackie. What's been going on? Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember the last time I was here. A lot has happened. We finally sold the condo. Congratulations. I think that you were still in... Delaware last time we talked to you. Maybe. Mm, no, I, think I she just was didn't back. remember sitting on my she couch. Was- I was back. Okay. But we sold the condo. We live in the valley now. Uh, we we are renting a house. 
because I refuse to participate in the Los Angeles housing market. I refuse. <laughs> I can't deal it's with it. Bad. I don't. I, 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 an eleven hundred square foot home is selling for one point three cash. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm not. Get, I, no, thank you. Yeah. So we're renting for now. Is we this- might build a house. We don't know what we're going to do. The house that you're renting, is it one that you want to live in? Like, is I it mean, one- it's, we're having the, a ball. We have three bathroom choices, not Love to it. brag. Okay. We have a yard. <laughs> we have a, it's like, I'm like, this is great. This is great. So yeah, I guess I'd take it. We were wanting something. We're, tr- we're the problem is we're trying to circumnavigate the starter home. Mm. Because we're 36, you know, so like we're like, let's get a three bedroom, like room to grow, but that ain't happening. Can the I money, tell you the money, honey? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that even in a pandemic, the housing market is going crazy. But also, I want to tell you, whatever home, this has been my experience. Whatever home you start in, in your mind, turns into a starter home because I'm already like. I think we need a little something more when like we really don't. We're fine here. It's good. Ben is listening through the other door and he texted me, I'm 35. So he just wanted me to correct that. He's 35. I'm 36. I'm a cougar. I'm an older woman. His birthday is in literally two weeks, but he he just, he's listening. So um, if if I I need to correct anything, he's here. Noted. I went from thinking that he's... Um, mature to thinking, wow, he's so mature for his age. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, welcome to the Valley. Are you, and this is that hyper-local content that people love, um, without revealing where we live, are you close to me? Mm, I'm in Sherman Oaks. I'm fine with sharing that. I, I feel like not part too of Sherman close o- to you, but I'm not so like- far. Yeah, I feel like part of Sherman Oaks is close to me. But then Ben Glebe is also in Sherman Oaks. And I left my glasses at his house and I went to get them. Um, I would, was doing a podcast there. And I went to get them and I was like, oh, this is much further than I realized. It's deceptively far. Yeah, mm-hmm. parts of it are. Yeah. Again, hyper-local content that yes. people crave. <laughs> they yes. crave it. Do you think Tim- it's deceptively far on purpose? Like they, when they built Sherman Oaks, they were like – Let's let's deceive the public. I do think so. I think they're like Sherman Oaks. Everyone thinks they're close to us. That was Don't a classic Sherman know. move. <laughs> that is so Sherman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's great here, though. I mean, I never leave, so I don't really have a ton of uh, reference points. But having space can't beat it, huh? Does Chooch love the yard? Did I already ask that? I'm losing my you mind. You know, I... I'm really disappointed, honestly. All I've wanted, my dog just turned 11. I've had her her entire life. And I've said to her every year, every birthday, I say, someday I'm going to get you a yard. She's grown up in an apartment her whole life. I finally get this dog a yard. And I'm so excited for her to experience the yard. And every time she goes outside, she just finds squirrel poop and eats it. (laughs) It's her new hobby. And... She's gotten sick a couple of times. I'm like, stop eating the squirrel poop. She'll run outside and I'm like, oh, she's Shit playing. Poop, no, she doesn't play the yard. She goes farts, straight for the sides of the garden yeah. beds and digs out squirrel poop. Um, uh, okay, let's go around. If someone asked me to pick squirrel poop out of a lineup of other similarly sized poops 
And I don't know if I'm saying like similar to the, the animal is the similar to the size of a squirrel or all the poops are the same size. I don't know that I could pick it out. Tony, could you? Uh, before I answer that, real quick, I have to say, I just have to say one thing. Um, producer Tony Thaxton is here. Welcome him to the show. Hey, everybody. Oh, fuck! <laughs> fuck! I was on a roll! <laughs> I would uh-huh. like to, well, you know what, what, you know what, just... It was dis- much like Sherman Oaks. It was deceptive because I did speak to you regarding <laughs> the nickname Christmas Panatoni. It's true. It's true. I just didn't officially introduce you. With us, as always, is producer Tony Thaxton. Tony He's exceptionally Thaxton. festive. Oh, thank you so much for noticing. I'm very, f- <laughs> I am, I am, I am indeed trying to step it up as much. I'm always festive this time of year. Except for last year, because I was heavily depressed. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and then this year sucks, as we all know. So I felt like I had to step it up even more this year. And then uh, to answer your question, I don't think I know squirrel poop if I were to see it. <laughs> I was very unfamiliar until I was picking it out of my dog's mouth. Tim, <laughs> do you feel like you have a sense of squirrel poop in terms of uh, shape and color? No, I would wager to guess that it's like deer poop and then it's a lot of little balls but they're smaller maybe like little bb's see i like rabbit poop yeah. yes i was thinking rabbit poop i didn't know deer poop is like that deer is like look deer looks like uh like coffee beans like oval yep you know what has weird poop um me right now but also giraffes <laughs> i think giraffes have like little cubes of poop i love cubes <laughs> it's one I swear hard to God, they little go- cube Poop cubes. Look it up, Tony, please. Um, all right, Jackie. I don't <laughs> Do you want to know what squirrel poop looks like? Yes, that's what you. I was gonna Yes, I was gonna ask you. Okay, so Tim is right on. Yes. Very <laughs> tiny little, very dense black little pellets <laughs> that are tiny. Like smaller than rabbit poop? Yes. Huh. Like so and true like caviar. Not that small. <laughs> Not okay, that like small. Ma- split the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, like BBs, maybe. I don't know how big BBs. Yeah, are. you know, mm-hmm. I feel like every time I'm on here, I bring up poop, and you it's do, but but also that's my show. I think. Well, that's funny enough, the story that I wanted to share with y'all involves poop. I can't wait. Let's are hear we it. Ready? Are we right? Well, Tony, have you have you found giraffe cube poop yet? Uh, what, what do you want me to do with this? Like, I, I, I did a quick Google. I didn't want to see it. I saw a picture that didn't show it all that up close, and I didn't really feel like digging further. Fine. But I will cute? look it up. Yeah. But what, what are we cute? getting out of this? I think getting- that it's that the, the food goes down that long, long neck for so long, it gets extra <laughs> digested. So there, there's got to be something special about this poop. <laughs> I agree. I am- it's got to travel down that neck. Okay. What shape is giraffe poop is what I Googled. Now, unfortunately, it has not given me the information. It just says giraffes are herbivores related to deer. When they poop, they let loose a bunch of little pellets that look almost like a rabbit made them. Sample two, elephant poop. A um, rabbit made them? Like, <laughs> crafted them? Maybe Why they is- made it on, like, a little pottery wheel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The craftsmanship of a dedicated rabbit. <laughs> By the way, have you guys, are, do you guys follow Seth Rogen on social media? Because he's been posting pots that he's made and stuff. Does he have a potter's wheel? I'm sure he does. <laughs> it would be weird if does one of us knew the answer to that. <laughs> okay, get this. There is a video here that says, why is wombat poop cube shaped? Hmm. <laughs> so just so you know. Giraffes you know aren't the only curious? ones. What does beaver poop look like? Because <laughs> beavers are so weird. Their Tony. tails are crazy. And they Tony. don't match their bodies. Someone's I... going to be Googling beaver poop and it's going to be Tony. <laughs> I bet it's the cement they use in their dams, right? That would make sense uh, if, it, if it was part of it's that. It's like spackle. First of all, <laughs> yeah. I'd like you all to know that it, apparently it's called beaver scat. <laughs> no. And it's in the shape of a pellet, either round or elongated, about three quarters of an inch to an inch in diameter. The scat resembles like wood chips or sawdust. Have pellet poop. Yeah. Now, why, Tony, were we able to get such a succinct and rapid response to beaver scat, but giraffe scat, you couldn't do? Because with giraffe poop... You uh, made it sound like you just wanted me to look at a picture of it. Is how I oh, took no, no. that. Oh no, I want time. you to. I want you to to verify whether it's actually cube shaped. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have guess. To look it up my no. damn self. <laughs> it's a it's a question of geometry, Tony. <laughs> I like that the, the first thing that comes up when you Google giraffe poop is literally a YouTube video from 2008 called Giraffe Poop. Well. Perhaps that has some answers for us. <laughs> while you do that, while you do that, because I'm making I'm making Jackie hold her story. While you do that, um, I want to tell you guys about something that I love. Are you familiar with Crate Joy? Jackie, do you know Crate yes, Joy? Of course. Yeah, it's great. Um, so, you know, many companies offer a subscription box for whatever you're into. Um, but Crate Joy is a marketplace where you can, it's like one stop shopping for all kinds of subscription boxes. I, it's almost dangerous. I went there and I saw like 400 different things that I felt like I needed to get right now for myself, even though I am gift shopping. They have, subscription boxes for so much they have books and it's like by genre they have escape room subscription boxes they have um alcohol they have crafts and like you know crafts because daniel is super very crafty and creative um thank you uh so there's like crafts for adults there's crafts for kids there's toys there's like whatever it is whatever you the person that you're buying a gift for is into, they have a subscription box for them. Um, it's great. I am, it's such a, such a good idea. Uh, you can, on Crate Joy, you can choose something unique, personalized, and memorable for everyone on your list. There's still time to find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. You can shop thousands of subscription boxes all in one place and get 30% off your first box when you sign up at CrateJoy.com slash best friend. That's right. Sign up today at CrateJoy, C-R-A-T-E-J-O-Y.com slash best friend to get 30% off your first box and shop CrateJoy's holiday specials. CrateJoy, get joy delivered right 
to your door. Um, I also want to tell you guys about figs. They make the most comfortable scrubs, um, but they also make stuff that's not just scrubs. They make like hoodies with all sorts of pockets. They make uh, athletic wear. They make... To be honest, both Allie Ward and I considered buying lab coats from them, and I kind of <laughs> regret that I didn't. Um, it's the perfect holiday gift for uh, the healthcare professional in your life or someone who just wants to look like one. Fig's proprietary Fion X fabric features Silvador antimicrobial and four-way stretch technology. They're also moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and are ridiculously soft, plus lots of pockets. Some of their styles include over 10 pockets, which is incredibly useful when you have a stethoscope, pens, a pen light, scissors, tape, alcohol pads, etc. to carry. Um, Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15% off your first order using code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone that is with the perfect holiday gift. Figs will give you 15% off too. Head to wearfigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. Again, that's wearfigs.com. Enter code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. Get ready to love your scrubs. Okay, and we're back. Um, now, while we were taking a break, Jackie showed us a picture of giraffe poop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you say it was, how would you describe the shape? It is definitely not round. It has edges. Mm-hmm. It's so, like cushion cut yes. in diamond techno- terminology. That so is it's exactly what they are. Like rounded oval. Yes. And it wasn't that hard to find, Tony. <laughs> Although I love that the the picture you found has a Shutterstock watermark on it. So yes, it's, it's the type of picture that you have to buy. buy. It is a stock image. Do you think? Are you gonna Are you gonna purchase it? You think? Of so course, gonna- <laughs> it's gonna be my new Zoom background. Can we talk for a second, Tim, mm-hmm. or is it Linda, about your love of stock imagery? Oh yeah, I don't know what it is. It's the it's the best. Uh, <laughs> looking through Google Image. I I love just thinking about the actors that showed up to shoot that day, and and then they just pose for one photo, and it's sad how just how poorly paid they must be. But uh, my favorite all time, uh, you guys should Google this sometime, is uh, the stock image of a man who doesn't like corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> And he's holding up a corn dog and he's frowning. And then I used that for some stuff because I thought it was funny. But then I found more pictures of that, like from that shoot where the guy, he also posed like he loves the corn dog. He also uh, like was acting like he's a little skeptical of the corn dog. He gave like 20, 20 different emotions toward it. Um, did you actually Google man who doesn't like corn dog to find it? Yeah, that's, that's how I got <laughs> that would prompt me right there. Shit, I'm getting out my phone. <laughs> All right, let's hear the Jackie story. Okay. <clears throat> oh, where do I even start? So if you've been following my, my story, you know that up until very recently, I was sharing a one-bedroom apartment with my partner, Ben. The 35-year-old. Yes, my much younger man. <laughs> and, you know, during quarantine, we both didn't have anywhere to go. And we both do a lot of our work over Zoom. We do a lot of our work on the phone. So because we only had one room to choose from, basically the bedroom, the internet barely worked in there, and the bathroom, obviously too echoey. So we had to take turns doing all our work. Basically, he would 
he would tag me in. I'd tag him out like, hey, I got to call Allison Rosen and do a Zoom. Hey, I got to talk to a senator, whatever. Right. And so, those are very, those are the same. Very similar. In terms of importance. <laughs> so Ben is, you know, a do-gooder and uh, he, you know, he runs an organization. And for the vote, during voting, there's a 24-hour polling place in Houston. And Ben and his organization uh, organized a concert like a drive-in concert that night at the at the 24-hour polling place in Houston. And a person that was helping him with this concert was a guy named Ben McKenzie. Does that name ring a bell? I don't think Not so. Not to me personally. No. So Ben McKenzie was Ryan on the OC. <gasps> That's so, what I was thinking. So but then I was like, no. Hunka. He's a hunka hunka, right? <laughs> he's a hunk. He's and you one love of my the OC. personal teenhood hunks. Yeah. And he's also uh, from Texas and very civically engaged in making a difference in the world. So him and Ben met each other. So my Ben and this other Ben, they met each other through like do-gooder stuff over the years. And they started working on this concert together. So Ben, my Ben, was on a Zoom call with, with Ryan from the OC, a couple other big wigs, you know, a couple performers. It was a whole thing. They were, they were finalizing the concert. And I, when Ben would be on the Zoom, I would go into the bedroom. I would retreat back there because if I was, literally there was nowhere else to go unless I was looking at him while he was doing a Zoom and I didn't want to like make eye contact with him or what if I fart or burp or something. So I would go in the bedroom. <laughs> and I wasn't anticipating this happening. But when you're vegan, this is what happens. You're living your life and all of a sudden your poop is ready to come out. I can't explain <laughs> it to y'all. There's no warning. It's just... Oh, hey, it's time. And you have about a two minute window to get it out. <laughs> get it out. So I'm get in the shot if I come out of the bedroom, right? I'm in the shot. <laughs> but more importantly, if I take a dump, he's going to hear it. Ryan ben, Atwood is going to hear McKenzie me take a dump. Ben McKenzie or your Ben? He's going to hear me take a dump because the bathroom is right there and it echoes throughout the house. Mm. And it is. So I had to think fast. <laughs> I decided to go into the bathroom. So I, I like a ninja, I close the door. The, I, I, I exit frame very quickly, hoping nobody saw me, right? I'm in the bathroom and I say, okay, how do I get this out silently? <laughs> right? So I think fast. I get the toilet paper and I start running it, running it. And I decide to make like a little poop lasso. <laughs> and sort of like a pulley device. If I poop and it lands in my lasso, I can slowly <laughs> drop it to the water. Oh my god! Without it making a sound. Yeah. So it's about it's a it's a slowly gingerly lowering to the surface. Yes, it's like a pulley, right? <laughs> so I get my basket. It's I'm weaving. I'm weaving toilet paper. I make this basket. I make this whole pull system. I get it all ready to go, and guess what? I slowly. It works like a dream. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, see that coming because I was worried that if it exited your body too fast, it would go straight through the basket. Right. Well, luckily, I have great control. <laughs> <laughs> so I slowly drop. And, but while I'm while I'm doing this, all I can think is I can't wait to tell Allison Rosen this. I'm, like, Next time I'm, I'm, so, I'm, honored. I'm so honored. And all I'm thinking is this is what my life is. This is 2020. I have to silently poop in my own home. So that Ryan Atwood from the OC doesn't hear my BM. This is what has happened to me. Did, nobody, y'all have all known me a long time. Did you see this coming for me? 
No, I didn't. <laughs> Me neither. Do but you I think that like the, if the OC had, guy was having a meeting, do you think he would interrupt it to say like, oh, what is that plopping <laughs> sound? What is the water entry sound I'm hearing? Probably not, but I don't take risks, Tim. <laughs> you know, the last thing I want to be is the one who messes up the call for Ben, my Ben. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I've done that. He'd be on a Zoom and I just am zoned out and I burp or something because I'm like, I'm in my own home. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, some, you know, House of Representative person heard me burp or whoever he's on the phone. So I wasn't taking any chances. But then I had to leave it in the toilet, not flush it, right? Because that's the flush it's would be a giveaway. Yeah. So it's a very humbling experience to have to leave your poop in your bathroom <laughs> and not flush it. What was Ben's react? Your Ben's reaction to all of this? How much does he know? So I sneak back into the room and then I hear him in the call and I wait a couple seconds and I go, are you off? Or maybe I wait for him to say it. And then I go, are you off? I confirm like four or five times to make sure. (laughs) And then I run to the bathroom and flush and I close the door. And I said, I had to shit during your your call. (laughs) And I told him I, I I did what I had to do. Like like a ship in the night. You never even knew I was there. It was the perfect crime. It, truly. So I just want to say out there, if anyone has ever put in a similar situation, I highly recommend the poop lasso. <laughs> How did you do it? Like, did you braid the toilet paper? I, I did some twists. <laughs> I did some twists. I mean, I was never in Girl Scouts, but you wouldn't have known it by looking at this. Yeah, it was very patch, well done. Patchworthy. And then did you have to hold, like, were you holding it or did you kind of just, like, suspend it in the toilet above the water? No, I was holding on to the, to the apparatus. <laughs> that must have been weird to poop into that, right? Yeah, but you know what? I do what I have to do. I'm resilient. <laughs> and then I... I slowly, because that's what gets you is the drop. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the actual sound of it's it hitting the water. So I just made sure that I cradled it softly to the water. Because you could have been so excited that your apparatus worked that then you just kind of dropped everything and let exactly. it fall. So, but you have to stay with it all the way to the end. And I'm honestly <sighs> Amazing now follow through. this might be a product. Like the silent pooper. <laughs> because this probably will come in handy for bi- board meetings, family vacations. Like, yeah, this might be something. I could see it being, you know, the basket type of weaving works, but I could also see it being like a motorized elevator type of a thing, you know, mm-hmm. where there's a pad, there's a little mattress, and then it's like a a crane that you would see at a construction site that kind of yes a quiet buzz brings it down you know those like um the commercial for those uh stairs chair yes. the chair that takes you <laughs> yeah. up the stairs that like looks like a fun but very slow moving amusement park ride yes. to me yes yeah it's sort of like with bidets there's all different price points you know if you don't mind like a cold shot of water that sprays everything you yeah. can get that or if you want something that um, you know, heats up and is very precise. So I think that you could have like a mechanical basket that you lower or a whole hydraulic lifted poop vessel. I feel like the hydraulic lift is going to be loud though. 
Maybe not hydraulic lift, just an yeah. electric. <laughs> there are toilets in Japan that there it's called like a privacy button. And when you press it, it'll make like birds chirping. It'll make river sounds to hide the fact that you're shitting. They've thought of everything over there. Mm-hmm. As soon as you become familiar with the sound effect options, then you're really not fooling anyone when... You know, like, oh, oh, Jackie's it's in the nice bathroom, gesture. and there's just a bunch of there's a bunch of birds. Birds. <laughs> <laughs> there's just birds. Um, my son, when he poops, he gets very serious, and he goes, "Don't tell me, <laughs> don't, tell don't tell me." So we've all adopted that now. Don't tell um, me what? Yeah, I think he means don't talk to me. Uh. <laughs> it started when he was very <clears throat> he started it saying it when he was very young and he still says it but I think that's what he I think he he means give him privacy. <laughs> um I mean I can't blame Tony, him I feel like I feel like Jackie's whole story deserves a drop. This is where I attempt to see if you know what I mean. That's a fun fact. Yes. <laughs> that was that a fun sounded fact. like me. It was you. Was you doing that's a fun fact. Um, speaking of live music, which you were with the Benz, um, has anyone been to uh, a, a, a COVID testing site where they have live music? I know. I've been to Dodger Stadium multiple times and I could hear like it was definitely a live. It wasn't just me, like, you, you know, you can like tell sometimes like that's yeah. live. That's not a recording. And I, but I couldn't see them. I could only hear them. Mm. I saw them. It was two people. They were under um, a little like tent thing, and it was just very, very sad. There was something so. They were wearing masks and performing in just a big parking lot of cars, and I don't know. There was something depressing about. I mean, more depressing is, is than this you'd the think. City provided this, or sort of like subway singers, <clears throat> like they just showed up hoping to get some tips. It felt, you know, I wondered, I wondered that. And it felt like they were just enterprising youngsters who thought, hey, let's do this here. But I don't know what they're getting out of it because no one's getting out of their car to tip them. It's not like I know their name. You know, but should I go do a set? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Should we do a live podcast there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's definitely weird, but like at the same time, as someone who plays music, like, if that's a thing you really like doing and it's be- like you kind of can't really do very much of that right now, like, like, why not? Like, if you, if, especially if you're not working or your schedule allows it, like, oh, I can go play some music with some people? Sure. So you're saying you want to start a band with the four of us and uh-huh. go perform at Dodger Stadium. Exactly. We're in. Yeah, you can Let's... you can tell people you played Dodger Stadium also. <laughs> <laughs> Packed house, man. <laughs> the parking lot was crazy. <laughs> but just like yeah, um, like think of a thing that you like really enjoy doing that you miss right now and like imagine just like a weird opportunity came up but you're like, "Well, I could do that. Like, why not?" I miss Sounds going to restaurants. Fun. Yeah, me too. You want to uh, see if we can set up a restaurant there too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a, a, a red checkered tablecloth and a nice candle and just eating some spaghetti. <laughs> I love it. Straight out of Lady in the Tramp. That's what I would do. Um, so my uh, my sort of uh, pathetic feeling story, uh, and then I followed up with the sad story. My sort of pathetic feeling story is... 
I was, I don't know if you guys knew me when I was super into Vanderpump Rules. Jackie, did you ever catch any of that? Were you on the tail end of that? Okay, so I, I was think so. super, at the beginning when I watched the show, I was like, who are these very tan people who are always yelling at each other? And I couldn't tell them apart. And then like quickly, like, um, like a riptide, I got sucked in. And then it was like, I couldn't stop. T- I talked about it on like every podcast I was on. Um, via my agent, I found out that Bravo wanted to meet me. someone from not Bravo, but someone who worked at Bravo wanted to meet me. And I was like, Ooh, that's, and then like, I forget what they had to reschedule. And then I never met with them. But in my mind, it's like, they got wind of the fact that I can't stop talking about the show. And I mean, I have no idea why they actually want to talk to me. But anyway, point is I was super, super duper into it. And then I just, I forget why Daniel also got really into it. Cause a little bit, there was, we watch it in a different way. He watches it in like a very, um, he gets very into it and he suspends his disbelief and he likes to, to analyze them and talk about who has what personality disorder and da, da, da. And the whole time I'm just thinking like, but it's a show and it's edited. And I think there's some of it scripted. It feels like, and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he goes all in. But anyway, we stopped watching it. And we, we're back in now. We're watching season eight. We've missed many seasons in the middle. And both of us have had this reaction of like, why did we ever stop? I feel like it, like it's so comfortable to slip back and be among friends. So that's what feels a little pathetic is that we both feel like we're back <laughs> with our old friends. That's what those shows, that whole genre is meant to feel like. It's I that parasocial that. relationship where you just, you feel like you're, you're there with them and you're not. <laughs> have you ever have you ever gone to the restaurant? No. Um I've and I've heard very mixed things about it. Have you? No, I can't imagine that it is like great food because if the whole premise is that the the servers are hot, <laughs> then I, I don't <laughs> don't think that you're going to have a great meal, but the servers are hot and also there's a lot of roses because Lisa Vanderpump loves floral arrangements. Oh wait! You know what? I just remembered. I did. I ate at the Vanderpump in Vegas. There, there's a newer Vanderpump. Yes, cafe, and I had cocktails there and some appetizers, and it was good. Uh, so hey, maybe it's great. Which hotel is it in? It was in Caesar's Palace. Mm. Yeah, there's like a Vanderpump corner, right? Yeah, just a little uh, corner they have set up there. Uh, but it was good. we were we went to see uh, Mariah Carey do her. Uh, residency and it was very funny to pop into the Vanderpump corner because it's like people come from all around the world to go to Las Vegas and experience you know they have a fake fake New York uh, casino and a fake Paris so it was funny to be in the LA restaurant when I was just had been in LA four hours earlier and then you sit there and you're like yeah this is like the rosé we drink in West Hollywood (laughs) (laughs) how was Mariah Carey fantastic it really fun it was almost like a almost like a sketch show where she had all these jokes and it was more about the entrances with her outfit for every song than it was about her actually singing. Cause I'm sure it was fairly recorded, but it was a blast. I didn't know. I didn't peg you for a Mariah Carey fan. Um, it's, it's more, my wife, Jessica is a huge Mariah Carey fan, but I'll admit that that uh, all I want for Christmas is you song has, has got me every year that, that reenters the charts. And I remember what a, what a great song that is. Hmm. That song. Is Jessica that- reading her autobiography? Oh, I didn't know there was one. Oh, it just came out. 
maybe that'll be in uh, Jessica's stocking. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> All I want for Tons Christmas down. is you. I always, anytime it comes up, I like asking this question to other people. Because, like, at this point, that song's like 30 years old. If not, it's very close. And I feel like that is, even at that old, I feel like that is the last, like, original Christmas song that's that gets played every year. Yes. Like, yeah. like think of one more recent song that you always hear. No, and everyone thinks they're gonna, you know, yeah. when they, a pop star comes out with their Christmas song and they just, it's like, hey, it's the time of the year for falling in love with a holly on a tree. And Ooh, you only yeah. hear that one, <laughs> that one year. No one ever has an original comeback. Yeah. All right. Well, we've settled um, that then. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I didn't, that's, that's that. I didn't realize there's really not that many Christmas songs because I always get I'm very, very into Christmas and I always get excited to hear all the songs. And then just the last couple of years, I've realized, OK, I've heard now it's just the same few songs over and over again. That's a thing, right? There's just not that many. I just don't think there's breakthrough ones because yeah. everyone does a Christmas album, like Tim was saying, like Ariana Grande has Christmas songs. There's this one that keeps coming on my Spotify playlist. It's like, Santa, tell me if you really mm. oh, can. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> and there's this really sharp Kelly Clarkson one, like it hurts my ears. No offense <laughs> to her. It just wasn't for me. Like everybody attempts, but as Tony was saying, they don't break through. They just don't hit the zeitgeist. The last true New contemporary Christmas song is the Mariah Carey one. Yeah. Now, I have... Look, don't kick me off my own show, Tim. Mm -hmm. But when I hear that one, I fast forward. Am I the really? only one? Yeah. Yes, I you are the only one. In the whole world? You're the only one. J-M-O-E. Just me or everyone. I fast forward when all I want for Christmas is you comes on. I think it is currently the number one song on the charts. And that's a thing that happens every December. Wow. So I think the world really loves that song. Wow. I've really been in my face. Um, <laughs> there's another song that I had never heard of that Daniel's mom <clears throat> said is like one of her favorite Christmas songs. And I get the sense that it's a, it's sort of well-known and it's called Driving Home for Christmas. Have you guys heard this one? And it's by like so. Christopher Ray or something. Um, I know about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> no, that, now that's a fun one. <laughs> yes, but you're a huge no. Elmo and Patsy fan anyways. <laughs> the biggest. And this guy, Christopher Ray, he's either like a big black dude or he is a big country dude. It is Chris Ray. Or a big Ray, black country dude. And I don't know if it's R-W-R-A-Y. It's R-E-A. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Not R -A -E. I wonder what shape his poop is. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas trees, probably. He's English. I, I am so wrong on every count here, except for giraffe poop. He's yeah. English. He's just like an English country guy, which also seems weird. Can you play a tiny bit of it? Uh, give me one moment and I will okay. make that happen. It's kind of, I, I, it's grown on me. I'd never heard it. I'm curious if you guys have ever heard this one. I mean, it's very easy listening. And this does not, already does not sound anything like I expected. 
listen to those fizzy keys. <laughs> Ooh, tickling those ivories. Yeah. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. This sounds like the first scene of a Nancy Myers movie. Yes. This isn't serving me Christmas. Yeah. No, me neither. Although I can barely hear it because my head's going to hurt very now. And I don't Thank you. This is the part that makes me think, oh, maybe I have heard this before. Yes, this is where Meg Ryan is driving and she's got her earpiece in and she's she's high powered right tim yeah absolutely and it's it's sort of just like everything's fine and she doesn't want she doesn't want love to come turn her life upside down she she's married to her job and happy (laughs) that's right or so she thinks yeah But her friend, anyway, yeah, okay, so none of us had heard that song. I hadn't heard this song either. She was surprised that I hadn't heard. I don't know where it gets played normally. I got the sense that maybe it's a regular one. I love that people have their own relationship with Christmas music. That We all have ones where like, you've never heard that? Or a weird one that just confused me is someone was telling me that it's the 10th anniversary or or something of – Michael Bublé's Christmas album, or the, or there was a reissue of it, and in my mind, Michael Bublé only exists as a Christmas artist, and the idea that a that there was only one Michael Blue, Bublé Christmas album seems absurd. I would have guessed he has four. But does he do originals, or is it like the classics? He does. He does the classics. He does. Yeah. He does like what a Sinatra. You, you cover. You cover an old one, but then you give a little style. Yeah, you put oh. a little stank on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he stinks it up good. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody want to guess when that driving home for Christmas song is from? Because the yes. answer, I was surprised. Oh, three. Oh, wow. Okay. Based on that, I'm going to guess 2015. And I'm going to guess 98. 1998. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just to be clear. Tim, any guesses? Oh, three. Oh, th- oh sorry. You said that. Uh, I was thinking it is, it's either going to be really old or really young, really ni- contemporary. It is 1988. Whoa. I win because I'm closest. But wow. <laughs> Futuristic production. So that song has been bringing delight to Di- Daniel's mom since 1988, and we've never heard it. Where is it hiding out? Well, are any it's of us hard for a Christmas song to break through? I'm telling you. Yeah. Are any of us really listening to a lot of country music at Christmas time, or is in that general? where is that mm. what they consider it? Like, uh, is it in the on the country charts? Because she does not listen to country music. That's the thing. But she did work in a hospital. I feel I like mean, it could have mm. been like played in whatever room she was in. And that that artist you said was British, right? Yes. Wikipedia. I, I just know that describes him as a British singer songwriter. Well, the UK does do a special Christmas chart. I mean, I think we have something like that, but it's kind of a big deal in like England to get the number one. Like when the the Pogues got Fairy Tale of New York to number yeah. one, it was like a big deal. So maybe they they pay more attention to stuff we're not paying t- attention to. Hmm. You're probably. I would like right. to take this opportunity to plug my friend Bonnie McKee's Christmas song. It's called California Winter, and it's very good. Oh, I know that song. That's great. Yeah, I'm sure. I know Tim and Tony probably has met Bonnie. 
Bonnie's I, I like at her house wrote once. teenage dream and all that stuff. Right? Yes, she's probably my, I mean, easily my most successful friend. And uh, she's hey, a boss. Are we all offended really right now? Great songs. And she wrote a song <laughs> called California Winter a few years ago, and it's really, really good. I didn't even think to be offended. Thank you for pointing out an opportunity to be so, Tony. <laughs> I don't think you've. I don't think you've met her. At least you haven't through me. I know I've seen both of them in her house at parties of mine. Yeah, so I went oh, to your birthday party well, at now her I house, feel left but out. I don't think I actually yeah. met her. Yeah. Oh, got it. I was asked many years ago when Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia was a podcast. I was asked to be on that podcast, and before I went on, I listened to an episode. I wanted to know what I was getting into. And so I listened to an episode that Bonnie was on. So that's how I know who that is. But I, I, don't, I do not know her in person. I didn't, I don't think I knew she wrote Teenage Dream though. Does she have Teenage Dream money? Honey, yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's written like nine number ones for other artists. Does she live in an amazing house? Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Does she have a water slide or anything like that? Is there anything fun and novel, novel about her? Amazing is there squirrel, house? squirrel poop in the backyard or? It's lowered has- by a crane. Her house, I call it the 30s, woman in her 30s Barbie dream house. Wow. It's sort of like if you were in your 30s and you had a lot of money and you were unencumbered, what would you buy? Wow. It is just chic mid-century furniture. She collects vintage phones. It's just like every corner is an Instagram post. I mean, it's just super cute. Is she happy? Yeah. Yeah. So it does, but it does by happiness. It works. I think we all know that. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if this is too specific. I can cut this out if so. But uh, I will say that when I was there, that is the closest I have ever been to the Hollywood sign. Yeah, like I was blown away at how close it was. Yeah, it's like the O is basically in her living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's. You mean too specific, like. Well, I just you know, know if I, I just It's not too know. specific yeah. because there's many photos from her yard with the Hollywood sign in the uh, background okay. on the internet. So right. I don't think it's I think that's fine. Okay. Listen, someone said something works well and that made me want to say, you know what else works well? And that was not my finest segue, but it wasn't my worst either. <laughs> um <laughs> even you better know, when you talk well. about it. What? Even better when you talk about it like that. I, yes. The best joke is the one you have to explain. The mm-hmm. best segue is the one you point out. Have to out. point out. Exactly. Um, look, I want to talk about Everly Well, the company that makes at-home lab testing easy. Um, Everly Well can give you a new positive outlook on your health. They can give you information you can use. I wish Everly Well had been around when I started doing all my fertility stuff because when you start for, t- and it's not, they don't ha- just have fertility stuff. They have uh, over 30 plus at home lab tests like food sensitivity, thyroid health, B vitamins, STD, heart health, indoor and outdoor allergies, metabolism, women's health and testosterone tests and more. But what I was gonna say is, um, it's sort of, it's fairly standard when you start doing fertility stuff. They give you a battery of tests and you go in and they draw blood and da, da, da. But some of those tests, Everly Well offers like the same ones and you can get it done at home. And it would have been so much easier to just do it from the comfort of my own home. But I, uh, they weren't, they were not there to save the day yet, but they are now. Each Everly Well test comes with super easy to follow instructions. <clears throat> Every test is physician reviewed and the shipping is free. Your results are reviewed by a board certified physician. 
Then they are sent directly to you digitally within just days. You can even share them with your healthcare provider. Your results are personalized and easy to understand, so you know exactly what they mean for you. To start better understanding your health, check out EverlyWell today. For 20% off an EverlyWell at-home lab test, visit everlywell.com slash bestfriend and enter code bestfriend. That's everlywell.com slash bestfriend, code bestfriend for 20% off your test, Everlywell at-home lab test, your answers, your way. That's a good deal. Okay. So speaking of health, um, I mentioned last week that our nanny was ghosting us <gasps> and I hadn't heard, f- she had to take off um, a little bit of time for health, but like she said like three to four weeks and it's now been five weeks and I've been texting her and she has not been responding to my texts at all, which is very weird. And I, you know, dreamt up all these fantasies of what was going on with her, like she took another job or she moved to another state or she got caught up with some no good guy or she got sucked into a cult or she, you know, like all this crazy stuff to explain why she wasn't responding or like did something really bad. You know, I just I I was kind of going nuts trying to figure out what happened. Um, And I was like fairly... I was a little bit flippant about it, I'd say, last week um, to be kind of jokey. And I think a little bit like because I felt hurt. If I'm being super duper honest, I think I was a little bit there was like a defensiveness that was up because I felt like maybe she's just not into this job anymore. And I think I was a little bit hurt by that. But anyway, long story, I found out from her sister that she is in the hospital with COVID right now. Ooh. Yeah. So... I don't, I'm kind kind of, I'm like devastated. Um, I don't know details. I just know that she's very sick. Um, Is she older? She's a few years older than I am. So no, very, very young. (laughs) (laughs) A team. But yeah, so I mean, not in the high risk for age. She's in in her 40s. So not high risk. But if she's in the hospital, yeah, it's going poorly. I think. Yeah. And I don't know. So her sister had talked to her sons, like hasn't talked directly to her. Um, I don't. I'm so I'm not getting this firsthand like at all. So I don't really know. Um, I don't. She's not from what I can tell. She's not on a ventilator, although I don't even know if they're doing ventilators anymore. Um, she just said that she, cause I said, have you FaceTimed with her? And she said, no, not yet. Um, you know, she's having trouble breathing and she's coughing a lot. So she's just resting. Um, so I'm just like fingers crossed and uh, praying and hoping the best, but to anyone who thinks this is not real, um, go fuck yourself. Before this, I had been really kind of insulated, um, from any firsthand experience. And I know, you know, I keep hearing that it's everywhere. Um, but it's like someone knows someone whose dad just died. Someone knows someone whose cousin has it. Someone knows someone, da, da, da. But I didn't um, know anyone yet. So I don't know. What about you guys? I've, I've had two waves where I knew a bunch of people that had it right away because it was, we didn't know, we didn't know that we were supposed to be wearing masks and stuff. So almost right. everyone that I knew that had it uh, was in April uh, at the latest, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I know a couple people that died, and a couple people that just mm-hmm. were young and healthy, but had it for uh, a real long time. Then through the summer and fall, I didn't know anyone, so I was like, I guess it's just masks is is the thing. And then now since Thanksgiving, another flood of friends getting it again. 
Yeah. How are they doing? Uh, bad. They, they, you know, they're all they're all young and they will be fine, but they have trouble breathing. And I think that drives you crazy to have shortness of breath all the time. Just right. It's awful. Do they know where they got it? Uh, yeah. Uh, the friend I was just talking to was able to trace it all back, but it was like they all found out after the fact – it was like some friends had hung hung out in what they thought was a safe outdoor setting. Uh, but then one person five days later tested positive. So then they were all like, oh, we've been exposed. And then one by one, they all. Wow. Wait, so they were in an outdoor setting? Yeah. And they got out, it? Outdoor lunch, but took their masks off and it still, uh, still got them. Scary. Yeah. That's what I've heard is that. Because I tend to think of outdoor as safe, but I've heard that like if you're face to face outdoors, you can still, especially if your masks are off. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're talking loud and laughing across the table from someone, uh, you just you want to wait till the wind picks up, and then you then you tell your joke, and the wind will take all the droplets away. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's interesting. I was I mentioned I was asked to do a podcast in December outdoors, socially distanced, um, and I really wanted to do it, but I was no, sorry, in in like. In uh, right before Thanksgiving, but I knew I was going to see my parents, so I didn't do it. And I'm supposed to now do it in January. And like, I feel like it's pro- it's probably safe. But these stories of people getting it outside, I don't know. Jackie, what about you? How close do you feel? I to mean, it? I we have been very safe. And when we got back to LA, I went to see my therapist a couple times, mm-hmm. but we both kept our masks on. She has an she had an air purifier in the room and we sat even further away and then a couple days after i saw her she emails me and said i've been exposed Mm. and it was a couple days before i was there oh jesus and it was basically like they do temperatures her her patient took the temperature everything's fine they did the same thing masks everything Mm. and then five hours later they started feeling sick and so that's why this is so scary is because five hours later the patient started feeling yes Uh uh-huh so she emails right. me and is like, hey, just so you know, I've been exposed. And so I took a test. I was fine, you know. But that woke me up enough to go, fuck this. Like, everything we do is a calculated risk. And I really don't want to get this thing. I would mm-hmm. like to avoid it. So that was it for me. I'm not seeing anybody. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting, I mean, I'm getting married in two months. So that's going to be my big risking moment. Right. And that's 15 of us. Um, so, and when we might even cancel that, we don't know. Yeah. It's so bad right now. Tony, what about you? I know that this is a very sad conversation, but I feel like it is, oh, current or it's that's, I don't mean, I feel like it's what's happening right now. So yeah, let's have this sad conversation. I know that you had a producer friend. Yeah, you lost real early uh, on. You know, extremely casual friend, but had worked with um, Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne, um, who died pretty early into all of this, and um, you know, so that that was like pretty quickly, like, oh yeah, this is this is not a, a joke. Um, yeah, I, di- I didn't know him well, but I liked him a lot and respected him a ton. Um, Same, and uh, th- yeah, it hit me a lot harder than I expected it to for not knowing him better than I did. Um, so that was a huge bummer. And then after that, it was mostly just like what you were saying, a lot of like friends of friends, like having parents that got it or whatever. But then uh, kind of a little more recently, I had like a 
literally, I think like five different extended family members mm-hmm. get it. Um, they're all doing okay. Like they've all, some of them got over it very quickly. Some of them it lingered a little longer, um, but they're, you know, they got through it and it's, they're mostly okay, but some things lingering a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's, it's scary. Do you guys know anyone who's had what we, a mild case? Now, I think clinically, my, what I learned is that mild just means you don't have to go to the hospital. So I don't mean that. I mean, like when we first heard about it, it was like, oh, for the vast majority of people, it'll be like, just like a cold. Like, do you know anyone where it was truly like, not, not, not a big deal for them? You do. Jackie. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a, a live with uh, my honeys on my Patreon and, and one, one woman was saying, she was like, oh, my throat kind of hurts. Like, you know, we just like, we live in LA. It's a polluted, disgusting city. Like every yeah. winter I have like a sore throat for like a month. Mm-hmm. So she didn't think anything of it. And then it turns out she had it. Oh, wow. You know, like, so some people feel a tiny little throat or a little nose or what, but that's it. Right. Interesting. And Tim, all the people you know, it's a little more serious. They're all kind of like, uh, this thing is worse than I thought it was going to be. And and just the lingering, because I think we all, so if you want to be tough, you have that attitude of like, uh, so I'll be sick for a couple of weeks. But um, uh, the people that have her, like, it's a bad, it's a bad couple of weeks. And then I know one person where that was like more like six weeks and is still not feeling a hundred percent even months later, just because you know, if it, if it hits you really hard, we're still finding out. We, we there's, there's right. still people we might, you might be able to get it for a second time. We don't even know that that doesn't happen. Oh yeah. The antibodies don't last that long. Yeah. Tony, your family members who had it, how, how bad was it? Most of them, it seemed fairly minor. Um, I don't know, like super specific. I kind of like was hearing these stories like third hand. Um, but I know like, Cause a couple of them were like, you know, younger, like in their early twenties. And I think didn't, it was pretty, I'm not positive it was mild, but I know it passed quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I'm not, I'm not real sure. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. And it was like a, a big age difference, like literally from baby, like literally a baby was one of them. Oh um, and then my 96-year-old grandmother. <gasps> How lucky that both of them are okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think my grandmother's still... She feels... Mo- she just... Uh, last I heard was that she's... Uh, just feels kind of weak still, um, but is overall feeling okay. How did the baby get it? Well, it was, uh, I don't Hanging know. Out it was, with the grandma. yeah, it was like, it was all this mm. group of, of, of people, you know, right. cousins and, and stuff like that, like brothers and yeah. Have any of you looked up where you are on the list of um, the order we're going to get the vaccine? I have not. I saw like a, uh, something you, I don't know if this is what you did as well. It was like a graphic where they, it, they make a line of people and they're like, you are here. Is that yeah, what you mean? I have, yeah, I, I put in, you know, age and, and any other, whether I'm a frontline worker or I'm important or anything. And it told me there were 230 million people ahead of me in America. 
but then did it for uh, my in-laws who are in their 70s and, and stuff like that. And, and I think they only had maybe 20 million people ahead of them. So it's interesting. Does it to go say through. when? Like you, you have people in front of you, but does it like estimate when? No, because that's still breaking like right now. Like we just got some good news about that. I think it is coming a little bit faster than we thought. But I think they have the order figured out and then we're just waiting to see how how fast we'll get through it. Because it's I mean, two doses, you know, it's like right. that's the tricky I was thing. Just watching CNN and by watching I mean Ben was watching it. I was walking <laughs> through the room, but <laughs> to go in the bathroom and create exactly, a Exactly, create lassos. Um It said that the the vaccine will keep you from getting it, but you can still transmit it to yes. other people. So that's what we're that's far, what I've far heard. away from this being over. It's not like Normalcy. magically in two months we're all going to have the vaccine because there's going to be a lot of people who don't take the vaccine. A lot. Yeah. Right. So what I read is that you'll still have to wear a mask and you'll still have to social yes. de- social distance because you could still get it and pass it on. Yes. However, let's say everyone like that's <clears throat> I don't know how to say it. Well, I'm just stating a fact. I'm not stating how I feel. That is then expecting people to be like really, really decent. Because let's say you know that you can't get sick from it and you know that everyone around you that you love is also vaccinated. At that point, who are you protecting? You're just, you know, you're protecting yeah. someone you don't know. And it's going to be hard for people to do that, I think. Yes. Well, clearly look at where we're at. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Looks like we're going to be in these Zoom squares for a while more, baby. Yeah, thank <laughs> God. Dan, maybe I'll leave these little flashing lights up. Patreon. I think you should. They're kind of year-round festive. Yeah, they're nice. You know, it's funny. I am um, a big wimp when it comes to shots and things like that, and I don't, uh, I don't like them. And you know, I remember when I was pregnant. There's some shot that they. Or maybe it was just the flu shot. I don't know. My doctor was like, um, you know, what, and I think we should do this shot today. I'm like, can I do it next time? And, and he said, sure, but why? And I said, I just need to mentally prepare. Like I'm someone who like, I can't just do a like spur of the moment shot, even though they really don't hurt. Um, but I was thinking how no part of me is hesitating to get the COVID vaccine. And like, if someone, you know, that I trusted had it right now, I would do it in a second. And I was thinking, well, why do I feel differently about that one? And it's because with that one, I am like invested in the outcome and I really want it. And I see the importance of it. All the other shots and vaccines we get to me, if even though I believe in them and I get them, it feels imaginary. Like it feels like, okay, thank you. Now I can't get measles, mumps and rubella, but like, I didn't feel like that was really a risk. You know, it just feels perfunctory. It's not like going to feels like something that could act, will actually change your life. Yeah, I think it's because our generation, there's just been a big lull in this type of thing where we haven't had a, a pandemic. But the, for the people that lived through polio, they were like, oh, that you get a vaccination. And yeah. then they were they were very pro-vax for a little while because they're like, these things are great. And we were just happened to be bor- born in a little window where it doesn't seem real. It all just seems fictional. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Well, maybe partly because we took all our damn vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, because people don't, so so many people are pushing back against them now. I think there has been like a resurgence of, I I don't know if it's measles or, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even know the difference between all of them. But anyway, do you guys have um, a just me or everyone or a hey, go fuck yourself 
or both? Which let me know which ones you have. I've got a, I have a uh, just me. Oh, good. I have a just me or everyone. Okay, great. Let's start with the uh, the hey go fuck yourself. Okay, this is this goes out to edible arrangements. Oh boy. Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you are too expensive for what you are. Your melon, which we all know is filler fruit. Okay, nobody gets excited about melon. It's what you get for at free, you know, buffets at your continental breakfast. Nobody gets excited for melon. It's 90% melon. <laughs> and you get it and it's about to go bad. It's like on the verge of going bad within five minutes. And if you have to say edible in the title <laughs> to let us know that you're supposed to eat it, it probably isn't that appetizing. And I'm calling for all my entrepreneurial people out there. Please put them out of business and start an alternative. Like put some berries in there, put some kiwi, you know, put something a little, put some raspberries, like something a little more exciting because these damn melon ball sculptures that they're hawking for 60 bucks a pop are not worth it. I always get the ones that I, when some, if one arrives at my door, I'm excited because a few of the pineapples are dipped in chocolate or something, but then I eat those four and then I just have a whole bunch of normal fruit that just sits there. I, I say get a little more splashy with the chocolate. I mean, I think we should put them out of business is what I'm saying. I think <laughs> open an alternative. It's like it's organic fruit. It's it's fruit that you're always going to want to eat. Not mm. the dirty melon. The the ha- I'm telling you, I had one a couple of days ago and I'm very appreciative of it. Five minutes, it went bad. It was like, they were like, let's wait until this fruit is about to spoil and then dip it in shitty chocolate and then we'll send it over. Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> I've <clears throat> literally never had an edible arrangement. I haven't either. But is it fruit cut in the shape, melon cut in the shape of flowers? Yeah, there. It, it's honestly not even that exciting. It, little melon balls, but they're on like little skewers. So it's like three mm-hmm. or four little cantaloupe balls. And then like a little shell shape of the cantaloupe hmm. or the honeydew well hey edible arrangements hey 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 go fuck yourself has a weed place ever made edible arrangements it seems Ooh. like obvious right it has to exist yeah. it really does it's a good idea tony all right and then let's do some just me or everyone sometimes i ponder Kind of sounds like driving home for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You go, Tim. Oh me. Well, my this this is the most minute minutia possible. That's my favorite for for a human. But this is what I like. I can't stop doing this one thing. So if I hear anyone else does it, then I'll I'll feel better because I've been trying and failing. Which is, does anyone else? When I need to write something down, uh, either at my computer or at my phone, for some reason I open up an email and I write it and I save it in a draft. Like I, I start do that sometimes, but but I, uh, there's so many ways right now. Like you got a notes app, that's better. That gets all synced up. You got you know pages on your computer. You got word processors, but um, I'm I'm fully maybe a month into. Stop and doing this because now my my drafts on my Gmail is like every 
It could be anything. It's like somebody's phone number or an idea for a script. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no organization. And that's now my email is a mess because it's like a little, it's like half a joke uh, over here, a song lyric way down there, my business tax ID. Can't stop doing it. <laughs> do you, but you, you sometimes will open up an email? I sometimes do that. Yeah. I tend to use the notes app um, for things yeah. like that, but sometimes I will put it in an email. I've de- or I've definitely like e- put it in an email and sent it to myself. Sometimes I won't I, even do it as a draft. I've sent I'll, myself emails, yeah. but they just get buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're it's, hard to find because if you search your own name in Gmail, it brings up every yeah. email. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Jackie. <laughs> yeah, every email. Tim, what's wrong with you? Get the note. Use the notes. Yeah, I, have, it's the right, I know. It's right there. Here, Look at here. all my notes. I use them all day long. Mm-hmm. Th- those are some good notes. What do you got there? Uh, I need, oh, can I, I use some of that? For every episode of Natch Bude. <laughs> I got a Patreon note. I got research. I have all my recipes for Hanukkah. Share me on that. <laughs> do you, you got it. have, um, are you organized? Do you have folders and stuff for everything? Me or Tim? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jackie. Do you have no, folders for I your notes? No, I'm like okay. I, I'm like barely on the type A scale. Like I'm like not type A. I, I'm just organized enough to where I can function as a human being. <laughs> Question: When you held your phone up, I noticed that you have it on dark mode, so the background is black. Whereas my, is I'm holding up my phone, the background is light. Um, I feel like all the cool people now have their phone on the dark background. Is that I'm, what I'm did dark? You are Tony. Mm-hmm. Are you? I honestly can't even remember. I don't have my my phone's in the other room right now. You know, uh, mine I think shifts to dark. I think mine uh, might do that as well. It must have shifted at five because I don't have it set on dark all the time. But I had a dermatologist on Nashville, and she said we should all be doing that all the time. But if you Why? if yours shifted, wouldn't it go the other way? Like the sun goes down and then you switch to light mode. You're right. Hmm. So why is it better though? I just did it because it looked cool. Is, is there a, a good uh, reason? I knew what the cool people were doing. Light it. emitting on your face. Wait, what does oh. blue light do to your face? Well, it, it 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 for the first important thing is that it it tricks your brain into being more active. So if you're trying to wind down to go to sleep, it fucks with your sleep. So that's mm. why at night you should always put all your stuff in night mode so that it helps get your brain ready for sleep. But okay. in terms of like the light hitting your face, it's it's not the same, but it is a similar thing of the sun. So it's like, it like damaging UV? your skin. Oh, man. I yeah. have something on my phone so that it – I don't know if I still have this, but like it kind of turns a little bit amber after mm-hmm. a certain hour. And it's less blue light, but I don't yes. have it so that the background is black. Like all the cool people do. Put it in, put it in dark mode, sweetie. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like Get it. Get the times. I, <sighs> You're going to love it. You'll feel cool. It'll put a new You'll pep in your You'll forget about it in a day and not even know the difference. <laughs> I don't know. People will be calling you Fonzie in no time. <laughs> <laughs> what if they call me Fozzie? He's I mean, funny. Waka yeah. waka. <laughs> <laughs> then waka waka. <laughs> um... All right. I want to read some just mere everyone's that we got from um, listeners. But first, I need to know, Tim, how's Linda Underwear, your alter ego? She's great. Uh, uh, Linda Underwear on Twitter. Check her out. She's a wonderful woman. Uh, she's plugging along, you know, um, her relationship with, with her, her husband, husband is. 
Yes, she and her husband are back together and their sex life is thriving. Did they break up? They were he he dumped her for a couple of days. Uh, oh, wow. It was a wild ride. It was kind of like the soap opera of the season. If you're not when you were not watching Vanderpump Rules, you could have watched this instead and got the same kind of fix. Yeah, same thrill. Now that's when she had an affair with a woman, right? Yes. Um, and then oh, you know what was the biggest news with with her? As I said, um. Linda's hall pass. We all have celebrity hall passes, everyone who's married. Um, Linda's celebrity hall pass was the fat guy from This Is Us. And, <laughs> uh, and he responded and he was very flattered. And, uh, and, uh, he, Did he you retweeted. Did you call him that? Is that what you referred to him as? <laughs> yes. I'm oh, not wow. thinking, not. Not thinking that uh, he would see it, but luckily he took it in the spirit it was intended. I'm I'm not a body shamer. I, I use the word with love. Uh, and, well, it's and also he, not you. It's Linda Underwear. Exactly. And then furthermore, <laughs> it's it's yes, it's not him either. It's the it's his character Toby because I've learned that he is actually a fairly svelte man these days, and he wears a fat suit on the show. Wow. What? Yeah. Did not know that. Hmm. Uh. So he. I think that that maybe maybe he got into really good shape during the show, but he's he's kind of a, a muscle hunk now. Maybe wow. I'll add him to my celebrity. <laughs> now, did you he switched tag, over? Did you tag him? Like no, I would never. I would never tag anyone in, in anything. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I, I like to he think that he was searching. He was searching, us. but but not, yeah, not searching his own name. He was searching fat guy from This Is Us. <laughs> I think somebody that follows you in the comedy writing world mm. probably like texted it to him or something. Being yeah. like, That's, Isn't this funny? My problem is that I have too many, uh, you know, Hollywood bigwigs following mm. me on Twitter. So I don't have the anonymity <laughs> that I wish I had. What a burden. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I only watched part of the first season of that show. Is he the one that the sister dates? Yes, I think he he's in like an overeating support group with Chrissy right. Metz. Yes, um, and uh, he's a very jolly, likable guy. So I understand why he, he would be Linda Underwear's uh, hall pass. <laughs> he's 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 a very loving man. He's a musician too. Oh yes, he is a musician. Um, he put out an album. I think the guy from Dawes produced it, and it's got kind of a sense. desert jangle to it. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have any Christmas songs? Uh, I he, hope so. He, I'm not sure, but uh, when I was doing uh, Feliz Navidad, my old Christmas podcast, we did a live uh, benefit show a couple years in a row, and the second time we did it, he played the show, and he played a Christmas song with Taylor from Dawes and Mandy Moore. Ooh, super group. Yeah. Wow. Was he a muscle hunk then? <laughs> he was, he was, I, 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 he was way, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't check out the bod too much because it was all long sleeves, but, uh, he was, he had some hunkish qualities. He was very now nice. tall, right? Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, just a, like a, overall, like a big guy, but not like, yeah, not necessarily, uh, overweight. What's Dawes? A band. A band. But is that D A W S? D A W E S. Oh, they're great. It's kind of kind of uh, Jackson Brown kind of strummy indie rock. Did you say they they have a desert phones on night mode? Of course they (laughs) do. So cool. (laughs) Did you say it has a desert jangle? Yeah, it does have a bit of a desert jangle. Hmm, I like that. 
Yeah. Um, you know whose album I can't stop listening to, and I'm curious if you've heard it, and it also has a bit of a desert jangle, is um, Tim Heidecker. Put out oh, yeah. an earnest... Have you heard it? I love that album. Fear of and, Death, so good. And I agree, Desert Jangle. He's he's yeah. definitely got that sound going on. Right. And he the female musician on it, Wise... Wise Blood? Wise Blood, yeah. Is that how you say I, it? Tony, you would know how to say that. Ways I don't blood, know. I I, this is Ways. my first time hearing I think it's way. Yeah, I think it's, it's W-E-Y-E-S. I think is it's Ways Blood. Is that like blood. the app to get you directions? <laughs> yes, it's a collab. <laughs> 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 it's the voice that talks to you in your car. Unless it's Wise. I think it's Wise Blood. Wise Blood. That makes I'm sense. I'm not sure. It's not her real name, obviously. But um, I was not familiar with her, but she's so good, too. I love that Tim Heidecker did that thing where he... Very funny comedian was making funny music, and then he tiptoed with each album. It got a little more serious, and now he's just made really, really good music that I love. Yeah, um, yeah. I had him on my show, and he was saying like, you, you know, to the people who are confused by him putting out earnest music, like you can listen to it. It's not the joke's not on you if you listen to it. You know, it's not <laughs> okay. Scare people away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really interesting because I always just the fact that I have like two different formats of of a podcast in one podcast feed and the fact that like I can be a serious journalist or like a news person, but then also I make jokes and talk about poop and farts and I feel like people aren't going to get it. I'm not even like, which one should I be leading with? Um, because maybe trying to be both things is confusing, but then there's someone like Tim Heidecker who does like all these different things and doesn't even worry about trying to sort it out. Yeah. I think he, it, it, he just has that confidence where it's like, Hey, people will find it. And, uh, cause I mean, he put out that, he put out a divorce album and he's happily married, but right. he just wanted to make a divorce album. You just have to trust you're like, it'll find its audience and I'm going to be Tony on to the next. Tony and I better check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Danielle Lynn says, this is just mirror everyone, cherry candy canes are the only acceptable candy canes, just mirror everyone. I could get behind that. I'm not a big mint fan. Not really a big mint like fan either. I feel candy canes are a good idea for like a quarter of the candy cane. Yes. And then I always am like, I'm good. Yeah, I don't really, uh, despite being a Christmas lover, I don't really ever eat candy canes in general. Like, I'm trying to think if I've ever even had a cherry candy cane. I'm sure I have, but it's been a long time, if so. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see liking that more than a regular one. Cherry candy cane sounds like a good Bonnie McKee song, huh? <laughs> definitely. 100%. Tell her to get on that one. I'm going to text her that right now. Might get her a house even closer to that sign. <laughs> <laughs> She's going behind the sign with this one. <laughs> She's inside the O. Um, Apple Unlimited says, when I am stopped at a traffic light behind a very expensive car, I push down harder on the brake than I normally do. Just me or everyone. Wait, what? When they're at a stoplight behind a very expensive car, oh, they right, push down the brake. Oh, right, you don't want to accidentally hit it. Yeah, I probably do that. Definitely. I definitely do that. Same if I'm at a crosswalk, because yes. I'm like, I'll be damned if I hit somebody. I'll do it more <laughs> at a, a crosswalk. I don't think I've ever done it with a car, though. So you, you value human life more than an expensive <laughs> car. Okay. Yeah. Me, I'm usually driving around in a Rolls Royce, so it's all uh, the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bumper cars out there. Yeah. 
Um, this one I did on my episode with Ralph Garman that's going to air in January. Um, but I want your opinion of it as well. This one got texted to me from a Kimmy thing. Just mere everyone. Ben Acker said, shut your cake hole or shut your pie hole. To me, it's only pie hole. I've never heard of a cake hole. Never heard of cake hole. I don't think I have either. Okay. But I do know and love well, Ben have. Acker though. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. It's pie hole. Yeah. There's Tony. even a restaurant. Isn't there a restaurant called the pie hole? Yeah. Oh, really? Is there? Tony, you need to set Ben Acker straight. All right. I'll see you. Unless this was just like a discussion prompt kind of tweet. You know, people who do that. I could also see I could also see him uh, like just literally hearing someone say it one time and then he felt the urge to tweet that. I mean, I'm looking through the responses. Some cake, always cake. Um, Americans like to call a lot of things pie that are not pie. Brits call a lot of things cake that are not brick, brick, cake. Excuse me. <laughs> My brain just, <laughs> I pick cake because it's funnier. I, I don't know about that. And I'm always shocked by these tweets that go mega viral just for posing a question. People will be like, uh, hey, uh, who, who, what are, who remembers, uh, uh some old TV shows? And people will be like, I, I remember yeah. MASH. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, like this, this is a hundred thousand likes. Seeing a movie in theater experience, like, like, like <laughs> yeah. right, it's like the longest thread ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one did not go mega viral, but still, it it went mm. ti- it went mini viral in that it came to me. How mini did he viral phrase it good. again? Uh, it, he just wrote, "Shut your cake hole or shut your pie hole?" Question mark. I I'm guessing. Okay, as someone who who knows Ben Acker. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about this more, I could see it as if, as in, he was kind of more going for a joke, like a cake versus pie in general joke, and he was just, oh. that's my guess. Oh. Could be wrong, but that's my guess. And some, huh. Because well, that is that is a very popular debate, is do you like pie or cake more? Yeah. So it was just a clever spin on that. Yes. Oh, that's probably what it is. That's cute. That's the... Uh, <laughs> That's Ben Acker. He's cute. He's cute like that? <laughs> yeah. Is that his thing? Cute? I, would, I don't know who that is. I feel left out. He uh, He's one of the uh, co-creators of the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Cute. Oh. And uh, in the weirdest thing, I think, in the history of the world, his writing partner, Ben Blacker. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. That's delightful. Right? Meant Isn't it so crazy? Well, I write with Jim Gel Packet, so uh, <laughs> I don't, it's just how it works out. Not Mindy Funderwear? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, she sounds pretty good. Uh, that, that's getting tweeted tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my Twitter handle to that. Mindy Funderwear? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Real fast. Cake or pie? I was firmly... Okay, so Adam Carolla, who I used to work for, strongly feels that pie is better. I would say that's not his most well-known, that's not what he's most well-known for these days. <laughs> but <laughs> at the time, uh, and I felt strongly that cake was better. And I feel like I've actually come around in the last few years. And if I'm going to dig into something, it, I, I've just been disappointed by cake the last few birthdays, parties that I've been to. It's weird. I feel I've, like cake yeah. is, it just reminds me of like sugary little kids. Uh huh. Like birthday parties with like little kids frosting all over their face. Like, 
I feel like I take one bite of cake and I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But a pie, you can like really go. Yeah. Me so too. So I'm going to say pie. Gun to my head, I'm going to say pie because I do like a cake. I'm really surprised that I'm going with pie, but I, I actually found myself leaving frosting on the plate. And I've yeah. always wondered, who, who are these people who just pile their f- frosting up on the plate? And yeah. I become one. Me Sometimes too. When I was a kid, much. that looked crazy to me to, to avoid the frosting. And, yeah. and now I'm like, I don't want that stuff. Get out of here. Yeah. My, my problem with cake, I think sometimes in LA, people try to impress their friends with a fancy cake. You'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, look at this $100 cake from the good the good bakery and uh and it gets so fancy that it's often crazy town and the cake doesn't taste good anymore you know it's like uh it just tastes too too fancy too fancy yeah too fancy for me so i do like normal birthday cake but still pie blows it out of the water oh man i'm i i'm i'm strong cake all the way wow i mean you know like a sheet cake yeah i i I celebrate most of the cakes uh (laughs) I think, you know, obviously it's going to depend on what the cake is and what the pie is, but I I would say most of the time I'm going to pick cake unless it's like carrot cake or something. I like You're me cake. a few years ago. Just wait, Tony. The big <laughs> shift is going to happen. I can't yeah. wait. Um, <laughs> it's the change. It's, it's, um, so no carrot cake, though. I, I can get behind a carrot cake. No. Hey, am I, does that mean I'm going to stop uh, forgetting to... Start forgetting to introduce my producer all the time. <laughs> yes. Mm. Cool. We're going to switch places, actually. I will start to love Ooh. cake again, and I'll wear colorful sweaters, and you'll become forgetful. We could and do obsessed one of those body swap movies. Yes. Yeah. It'll be Freaky Friday. I feel like I just asked a question, but I don't know what it was. Oh, carrot cake. No carrot cake for you. Uh-uh. I hate, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't like carrot cake. I also don't like carrots. Carrots can go fuck themselves. Oh, play it. <laughs> hey, 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 go fuck yourself. I'm going to assume, instead of going around, I'm just going to assume the rest of us like carrot cake. Is Does, does anyone need to set I'm, the record straight? I'm constantly straight? forced to have it because it's usually the only like vegan cake option. Mm. So I've grown I, to really like it. And I like carrot cake. carrots for the record. <laughs> oh, I think that uh, carrot cake always had that really good icing on it, and I like carrot cake. The only the only cake that I really hate is probably um, I think red velvet is overrated. The cream I cheese. I do too. I, I think it really depends what is on, it? It depends because I've had some that are really good, and I've had some that I would totally agree with that. The you whole world got so obsessed with it. Red, right? Yeah. 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 Tony, Sometimes, did you know that? Uh, I believe it. But the <laughs> it's that cream cheese frosting on it. I think that's a thing that makes it a lot different at times. But sometimes, again, it depends. Just on the eat a bagel cake. when you're in the mood for cream cheese. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's I find it real gross, and sometimes I find it delicious. Listen, it's time to end the show. But I didn't even ask Jackie about celebrating Hanukkah since you're converting to Judaism and whatnot. So real fast, how's that going? <laughs> it's, really, I I treat. Um, it's going really well i think i'm almost finished are you liking it almost finished. oh no i'm I, with she, i mean how's I hanukkah think. going oh yeah i mean you know we haven't been like doing it up i did a really big dinner mm-hmm. but um i was told hey you don't have to really do that hanukkah is not a big holiday right it's I not said- considered a high holiday it's it's 
But I wanted to do a big dinner because we're winding down at the end of my conversion. And I was like, I feel like it's important because my rabbi was saying to me that like Judaism shows itself in different ways to each person. And I've really connected with the food. So I was like, well, I have to make latkes. I have to make brisket. I feel like I that's to- actually how it connects with most people. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. But But just like in terms of me and like, you know, learning, it's like I right. had to because I'm doing this all remotely, like I, I can't go to temple. There's so many experiences I'm not going to be able to really do, but I can learn how to make all the food. Yeah. So I wanted well, to cool. do it for more for myself, just as a part of my, you know, education. Mm-hmm. Well, but it went awesome. great. I mean, I, I did I set all the smoke alarms off? Yeah. <laughs> but a bunch of my Patreon honeys were like, oh, Patreon. you didn't make lockers right if you didn't set the smoke alarms off. So I felt <laughs> a lot better. Well, there you go. That's cool. I feel like maybe I'll do it next, like along with Christmas, but maybe I'll do it next year. And then like you were saying, Jackie, Daniel, who's not Jewish, but he was like, but if we're going to do that, why, why do Hanukkah? That's not one of the big ones we should. And I'm like, well, what should we do then? He's like, I don't know. Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah. And I'm like, yeah, but let's do the one that's like more fun. I think getting a menorah would be really cute and like, you know, explain to the boys like this is part of, you know, mommy's DNA and make it a thing. It'd be cute. Yeah. I like things that are cute and I like shopping. Oh, speaking of shopping, lest you just tuned in, look at all the stuff that I've curated on Amazon uh, in my storefront, amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Also, I'm on Patreon, as you well know. Patreon. Go there, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to my other podcast, Childish with Greg, Fitz, Greg Fitzsimmons. And I you just got beg of you. I, I love it. Love it. I beg of you. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show. Five stars. Make sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends. Jackie, where can we find you? Well, I host a podcast called Natch Butte. It is all about beauty and self-care. Every week it's out, baby. Check it out. And uh, I asked for iTunes reviews last episode, and I didn't get any. So (laughs) after you do mine, go do hers. You know what? It's rough out there, but that's where I'm at. My Patreon is uh, Jackie Johnson, and we're having fun. I started doing a text feature. So you can ask you about that. It's really fun. I also, Allison, think at some point we should do some kind of Zoom party with both our Patreons. Oh, yes. We have some overlap. I would love that. We have some overlap. And and I floated the idea and a few people were really excited because my Zooms are fun, but we never get a big crowd. Everybody has different schedules. I was like, maybe we could combine. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's talk about that. And I want to find out how you do the... Actually, I'll just ask you now and you can answer if you can and you don't have to if you can. How do you do the text thing? How do you get the number? There is an app called Community. And I can can put you in touch with them. But a ton of people are on it, like Ellen and Justin Bieber and all these YouTubers and stuff. And you can set your parameters and and it's so fun. I, I send a text every day to my honeys. It, you know, we go back and forth with memes. I mean, it's been really exciting and fun. So I'll help you get it set up. It's Thanks. really fun. That's cool. All right. And Tim? Well, I host a podcast, uh, a cocktail podcast called The Sloppy Boys. And we have a Patreon that just puts out more podcast episodes. Nothing fun. No, no texting or Zooms or anything even interesting. <laughs> and I feel like a fool. 
but well, I'll be happy to surprise. And if, <laughs> if, if you want to write me any uh, reviews, make them lengthy. Uh, and Tony? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram. I'm realizing in this moment, why have I not been doing it this way? Jackie, with, ja- with Jackie here, it made me think I can say I'm on Twitter and Instagram at... Tony Thaxton! Okay. Yeah. You totally should be doing that. Uh, so, And then uh, my podcast is Bizarre Albums. Those come out every Tuesday. This week, is uh, we're getting festive with the Bad Religion Christmas album. That's a real Ooh. thing. Um, and and no I have uh, from that. Brett mm-hmm. from uh, Bad Religion is uh, on the episode a bunch, too. Um, nice. Oh, cool. So that, and then I also have a Patreon. Patreon! Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And, uh, and then Christmas is December 25th. It's coming up. Oh, thank you for the <laughs> reminder. Um, oh, also, uh, my Monday episode with Annie Letterman is up, and you can see that on YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen, or you can listen to it everywhere. Forgot to mention that. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining. I've enjoyed the tree, the moose hat, all of Tony's everything. Um, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know? Alice and Rose and Show. 